Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. Welcome back to the Coffee and Comics podcast. I am, of course, your host, the caffeinated Clinton Robison. And this time we are back to reviewing comics in the short coffee break kind of span of time. You know, that, that thing that we usually do on this show. Hey, hey. This time I thought I would look at something uh, pretty recent, which is, and be ready for this, Heroes Reborn, Hyperion, and the Imperial Guard, number one, from Marvel, from summer of 2021. So, yeah, something pretty recent. I'd say, uh, you know, we're moving up. The Specifically, cover date July 2021. And I'm, there are two stories in here, actually. Um... You know, the one with Hyperion and the Imperial Guard, go figure. And then a backup featuring the Star Jammers. And I'm not worried about the Star Jammers story here, because, quite frankly, um, I, I didn't care to read it. I was more focused on the main thing. And speaking of the main thing... Well, before I get into that, before I get into it, I, I really want to stress this is part of the Heroes Reborn 2021 event, not the 90s Heroes Reborn. And, I mean, like, I really don't even know for sure exactly what the Heroes Reborn event was. I know there's a lot of multiverse stuff involved, because apparently that's the big thing right now, is for everybody to go back to focusing on multiverses. Which is really cool, because I like multiverse. I like alternate versions. I don't like it to be like the end-all, be-all of everything at the moment, but, you know, it is what it is. So, of course, you know, like I said, this is multiverse. This is not the 616 Marvel Universe. No main timeline here. Alright, so, jumping right into things. Hyperion and the Imperial Guard number one. The story is titled Coda. It was written by Ryan Cady. Pencils by Michelle Bandini. Inks by Elisabetta D'Amico and Michelle Bandini. Colors by Eric Arseniega. Letters by Corey Pettit, and our editors were Will Moss and Tom Brevort. So our story opens up with Hyperion and his uh, Imperial Guard buddies. Hyperion has been uh, 
Well, I mean, let's just admit it. He has been off-world, away from Earth, training with the Imperial Guard, learning how to be a better hero. His time with the Imperial Guard is coming to an end, and as he reflects on everything that he and the Guard have done, he is, uh, you know, you'd think he'd be excited for home, but he's really going to miss the Guard. It doesn't help, you know, that um, he's kind of fallen in love. Yeah, let it sink in. He's fallen in love with Oracle. And guess what? She returns the love. Love, love, love. Love, 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 love. Anyway, Oracle has decided she's going to go back to Earth with Hyperion, which is great. And they go on one last mission as a team. Hyperion, Oracle, Neutron, Flashfire, Manta, Gladiator, Starbolt, Titan, all that fun stuff. Because, you know, I love the Imperial Guard. I don't know about you guys. but Anyway, they go on one last mission. And as they are coming back from that mission, back toward the Shi'ar homeworld, a rift opens up into the negative zone. And they encounter a, um, a little planet, you know. Deathbird's treasure planet, apparently. But Deathbird is not there, folks. What is there is the freaking brood. And one by one, the Imperial Guard become infected. Until eventually Hyperion is the only one left. Gladiator has enough sense left about him to tell Hyperion, go close the rift and save yourself because we are all doomed. Hyperion does as he's told, closes the rift, which basically sacrifices everybody, but, I mean, they're all possessed by brood anyway. They're not coming back. Hyperion closes the rift, and... I mean, saves the day. He he saves the the galaxy from being infected by brood, but at what cost? And then Hyperion has to make the long trek back toward Earth alone. And that's basically the story, folks. So I'm going to take a quick break for a promo here, and be right back. Jeff and Rick present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, where we journey through each issue of the most underrated Marvel series of the 80s while drinking beer, analyzing awesome and amazing adolescent adventures, and absorbing alcohol. We got kids with powers, we got villains with attitude. We got superhero guests, like all of them from the Marvel Universe. We have thematically appropriate beer reviews. We have good jokes and bad song parodies. One stop for all your Power Pack pod-pleasing procurements. And we got alliteration. Find Unpacking the Power of Power Pack wherever fine podcasts are played. Costumes on. All right, everybody back? Good. Because I'm going to tell you right now, folks, I loved this story. Why? I mean, for several reasons. For one, it's well written. I mean, that that's a given. That is a very well written story, and I loved it. But not just that. I already told you, I love the Imperial Guard. And not just because they are Legion of Superheroes analogs. That is a great reason, though. 
but not just because that. I just, I've always liked the Imperial Guard. Even when I just, I don't know, like I, I saw Gladiator when I was first getting into comics and he left an impression. Um, you know, you, you can't do better than that. <laughs> when you encounter him early on in your comics reading career, career, funny, huh? Oh man, the art the art in this really pops, folks. It's really good. My only real complaint on the art is that Gladiator's mohawk is super short. I really like Gladiator with like the huge huge mohawk. But that's okay. I mean, nothing wrong with that. It's an alternate earth. It's an aesthetic choice. We're all good. Uh, let's see, the Marvel Fandom Wiki lists this as uh, Earth TRN852, if anybody's actually looking for for what world this is, which is apparently where the Heroes Reborn 2021 event all takes place. Nice. Oh, man. Okay, so... Gosh, this is hard to really review because I am completely biased on this one, folks. I absolutely loved it. I the the pacing was good. The art was great. The story was good. I mean, my only real regret is that I don't get more adventures of Hyperion and the Imperial Guard. Speaking of which, the letters page. You know, by the way, according to this comic, it was printed, you know, several decades ago, as far as like in continuity, whatever. And the letters page reflects all kinds of adventures and stuff. First of all, hey, there's a letters page. Hello. Extra points here because there's a letters page. But the letters page reflects all kinds of adventures that Hyperion had with the guard, all kinds of different stuff. It, Marvel went all in on this one, folks. They, they did a good job. They really knew how to tug those nostalgia heartstrings on this one for people that read comics in the 80s and 90s, even into the early 2000s. Oh, man. Good, good stuff with this one. As I said, I really can't say much bad about it, but... And I'm I'm sure it is 100% because I am overly biased. This is good. This was fun. Go out there and read it. I mean, it. it I read it on the Marvel Universe app. So it or Marvel Unlimited app. What what the Marvel app, which it, whatever it's called. So it's out there, folks. I know it is. You can read it. You'll enjoy it. Or. Well, if you have the same taste I do, you'll enjoy it. I think you'll like it even if you have slightly different tastes than I do. But basically, I'm just going to keep rambling if I don't stop here. So that is my quick synopsis, and I'll be back with some listener feedback. <laughs>
It's action film face off. Hello, I'm Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick, and I'd like to tell you about a podcast I do with my brother, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Action film face off. Yes, thank you, Jared. Action Film Face-Off is a podcast where my brother and I, who are both military combat vets... Jason was a Navy SEAL! Jason was not a Navy SEAL. Jason was a military intelligence wing. But anyway, in each episode of Action Film Face-Off, we select two different action films. Some of them have Chuck Norris! Technically speaking, none of them have had Chuck Norris yet, but it could happen because we use a randomizer set between 1970 and modern day to select our two films. So you'll always get two films, each from a different year. Our randomizer has spikes on it! We use a Google random number generator, so it does not have spikes on it. And we put the films into our video dome arena. It also has spikes! It does not have spikes. <laughs> but we discuss the films and score them through six different rounds of criteria. I score Bond films very high. Okay, that's true. But anyway, by the end of the episode, we crown one of the action films the champion of action film face-off. Next episode, Jason fights a bear. Jason is not fighting a bear. But please give our show a listen. We're part of the Longbox Crusade Network of Shows. Pat Samson killed a man with a sword once. Ah! I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. But you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers under Longbox Crusade. Or you can subscribe to just our show by searching for Action Film Face-Off. Come see the blood fly! And that's Action Film Face-Off. We do, indeed, invite you to come and see the blood fly. I just said that! Welcome back! Thanks for sticking with me for the feedback portion. This is, of course, the part where I thank everybody for all the likes, shares, retweets, all that fun stuff that y'all have done for the previous episode. And speaking of, the previous episode was my talk with Samuel Vera. And it got... All those likes, shares, retweets, and all the fun stuff from Drew Thulu, Gregory Litchfield, and Fritz Frankenstein. All my buddies that I watch tune in with me and Sven Gulli with. Hey, hey. Uh, Chris Leiden, Long Box of Darkness, Billy Delicious, Into the Weird, Mike Garvey, Pat Sampson, Jackson Zelda. Sean Ross, Samuel Vera from Catch the Craze, and there's an alien in my toilet. Travis is on Infinite Earth, relatively geeky. Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, and Fred the Savage. If I missed anybody, please let me know. Uh, I kind of dropped the ball on double checking right before all this so yeah i might have missed somebody so like i said if i did please please let me know we did not get any direct feedback on that episode and that's okay folks this is a you know this is one of the first episodes that i've released close together again in a while so you know good times there uh 
just a quick look. I have not gotten any um, any sort of um, Apple Podcast reviews in a couple of years. So, you know, just saying, if you if you want the show notice, give us a review of, of some star ratings or something. So, I guess that about wraps this one up. We got back to the quick format. Haven't done that in a long time either. Hopefully we will have some more of these coming out some in relatively uh, quick succession, because I miss doing these, folks. So, until next time, this is the place where the comics are never too old and the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at coffeecomicsblg.com.